0: Welcome to the Business Extra, I'm Mustafa al-Rawi, the National's Assistant Editor-in-Chief. Today we're talking about the metaverse and how Web 3.0 specifically is going to help Dubai realise its ambitions. They hope to use the growing uh, interest and activity around metaverse technology to add to their GDP uh, by some $4 billion over the next five years. And they also expect there to be significant job creation as a result. Now, we're going to talk to Abdulaziz Al-Jaziri, Jazeeri, is the Deputy Chief Executive and Chief Operating Officer at Dubai Future Foundation. But just before we do that, please do subscribe. If you're on YouTube, ring that bell. Uh, Abdulaziz, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Mustafa. It's a pleasure to be here with you and kind of talk about Dubai's ambitions uh, on this very prestigious place.
0: So Dubai Future Foundation has, has obviously been... Uh, at the forefront of a lot of the uh, emerging technologies and trends and in particular looking for ways that uh, Dubai, the UAE, the region can harness them uh, for the future. And this week we had some big news, as I mentioned a bit earlier, which is that Dubai's unveiled uh, a metaverse strategy, which is really about increasing economic activity and growth around new technologies in Web 3.0. So you, uh, you know, being at the Dubai Future Foundation, uh, are essentially at the forefront of this. Is, is that correct? Uh,
1: yes, we work very closely, Mustafa. First of all, again, thank you for for having me here. Um, the Metaverse is is a project that is led by His Highness Sheikh Hamdan, with our Deputy Managing Director, His Excellency Omar bin Sultan Al Olama, the Minister of State for Artificial Intelligence, uh, Remote Work Applications, and Digital Economy, and the work that we've been doing recently, and I think uh, championed by them is that we want to understand the value that the Metaverse can bring to Dubai. We understand that Dubai is in itself a city, part of the world, That at whatever stage we get to, I think the only way we can scale the potential of how many people can experience Dubai and be part of Dubai is through the Metaverse. Thank you, Mustafa. I think if we go back a little bit, I think when we first started talking about blockchain, I think back in 2014, 15, for a lot of people, kind of blockchain cryptocurrencies were or something that is ununderstandable. They couldn't fathom what that meant, what it could mean, what could the potential be. But I think from that day when years ago we launched the Global Blockchain Council to launching the uh, blockchain strategy to kind of Dubai becoming a crypto haven for a lot of people from around the world and introduction of you see Binance moving to Dubai, a lot of these large crypto kind of uh, exchanges moving to Dubai and seeing a lot of potential and investment into that thing. What we're seeing right now is the same when it comes to the metaverse. For a lot of people in the region, for a lot of people in the world, this still feels like a buzzword. What does the metaverse mean? What does it mean? How can I find value from it? But I think with any new technology, it'll take time before it kind of can seep in into every single person's lifestyle and be part of everyone's role. But if we go back to really explaining the metaverse is just a virtual and world that is going to be connected to our physical world. And I'd say this again uh, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the line, as kind of the technology evolves, it'll be very hard for you to kind of draw a clear line between what we do in the virtual world and what we do in the real world. As it is right now, I think with everything that we're using in the phones and with our access to the internet, our lives are very interconnected. And I think with every new technology that's coming, specifically with the metaverse bringing together, everything that's happening as part of web 3.0, all of these things will come together to build another layer of our life, which is the virtual layer.
0: So you mentioned blockchain, which is a technology that's emerged in recent years to help uh, facilitate digital transactions in a secure way and ideally in a very transparent way. And that's, un- that's underpinning everything else that's coming. So the idea would be that in a, in a virtual world, in a digital world, whatever you might call it, metaverse or the matrix or whatever it might be, whatever sci-fi film you've been watching, Essentially, it's the blockchain that makes it work, because it means we can interact with each other and transact digitally in a secure and transparent way. So you can't sort of leap. You can't leap without getting the basics right, I imagine, which is why you've been on this journey for a while. And you said it
1: correctly. Blockchain plays a role. Crypto plays a role for you to be able to kind of transact in the metaverse. NFTs play a different role. How do you kind of own things in a virtual world? So I think all of these building blocks are coming together under something that we're calling the metaverse. And I think for a lot of people, maybe you started with the building blocks and now a lot of people are being exposed to the big picture, uh, which is the metaverse and part of 3.0, web 3.0. I think all of them, I think come together and they all, to some extent uh, Mustafa, in all parts of the world are unregulated industries, which is key for any kind of city that wants to lead is for it to regulate not over regulate but understand that these are things that we need to work with and i think what dubai has been doing recently a lot with the introduction of the virtual assets regulatory authority and so on with all of this investments we're, we're we're having and we're doing in the future is being able to become the capital of all of these conversations i think you you've heard and i've a lot of people know that what's happening around the world now there's this constant battle between innovation and regulation and the cities that are going to kind of and the countries that are going to lead are going to be the ones that are lenient, that are able to change and update the regulations. But on the other hand, you also need to see with all of these new technologies, these are all kind of uh, intellectual properties, IP. And when you do build a great IP protection kind of a system that is innovative, you can really own this new industry. Because no longer are we looking at tangible things that we're owning and you are protecting. We're protecting intangible assets in a virtual world. It's a very I don't want to make it feel like it's complicated, but it's a, there, needs a, there needs to be a lot of work from private sector, from government, from regulators, from everyone
0: to come together to make this happen. So you mentioned regulation, which is key, obviously, um, you know, when it comes to any industry and any business, uh, for all parties involved. And it seemed every time there was a, a Bitcoin bubble uh, and then it burst, regulators around the world breathed a sigh of relief because it's like, we don't have to deal with this now. We don't have to understand this now. And it seemed to be either uh, regulators did nothing or they tried to ban it, which proved to be, um, you know, not very effective. However, there's also different uh, attitudes to regulation. The US regulation is very light touch, let things get big, don't get involved until it's too late almost. In China, the opposite, sort of, you know, kind of over-regulation maybe, or, or, or very tight regulation or different kind of regulation from the Western model. And then we f- I feel like the UAE is somewhere in the middle. Where it's about ensuring that uh, there is protection, there is safety, but at the same time that entrepreneurship and uh, you know uh, innovation isn't stifled. And and you guys at the Dubai Future Foundation, you're right in the middle of that of that thought process, right, about how to regulate this stuff.
1: Uh, Mustafa, you're you're right on it. It's regulation regulating industries that you don't understand will stifle their growth. And I think what we're trying to do here, specifically in the UAE is we have something called the Regulations Lab. And what we do with that is any type of new technology, new service, new offering, new type of innovation, everything that we're trying to do is trying to kind of work with the provider, with the kind of person that's developing that technology, with kind of the entrepreneur, with the government, to find a way to kind of build like a sandbox, if you might say, to allow them to experiment with things before we can over-regulate them or even regulate or anything. So what we've seen recently, and we'll do that, we're doing that with the Virtual Assets uh, Regulations Authority, is looking at the metaverse, crypto, and so on. And we did that with autonomous transportation, with, uh, with drone deliveries. So you're seeing around the world where people are kind of saying, what happens when a drone kind of drops something by mistake? Who's at fault? You're only being able to kind of find the solution to that. If you start experimenting, trying it out, kind of building it in a safe space of a sandbox and slowly, slowly, slowly growing that. Think of it as kind of what they did with the vaccine. They started with a kind of coming up with the idea of the vaccine, trying it out in trials and so on and so forth, before they kind of made it sure that it's kind of spread to the world. You're giving it to the world. It's the same with these types of kind of innovations. When you regulate them, you have to experiment with the regulation first and allow the mistakes and allow the learnings to come to life.
0: So say we have the infrastructure, we have the regulatory infrastructure in place, we have the uh, you know, technology infrastructure and, and we begin to expand uh, access to the metaverse or we give people or companies the chance to develop various applications that help us grow the metaverse. But you know, Dubai specifically has talked about um, you know, value add to the economy. You know, they put a number on it, $4 billion in the next five years also tens of thousands of jobs um i mean what it, it, I, i'm trying to flesh out that vision not because i don't think it's 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 feasible i just don't know what that part of the economy would look like at this stage of course i think
1: let's understand maybe the bigger picture i think bloomberg says that the economy kind of the metaverse was at 500 billion in 2020 and is growing to 800 billion in 2024 if dubai just takes uh, A half a percentage of that the next five years, in the next two years, to be honest, we'll get to four billion. So imagining what Dubai currently plays when it comes to other industries, aviation, logistics, and so on, we kind of take a bigger percentage of that in the world. So I think the numbers are very conservative because we're still seeing how this type of kind of technology is progressing. And when you're seeing other things happening around the world, like we've been experiencing from uh, the World Economic Forum in Davos, our CEO attended a session where they're putting you in the metaverse, but I think we're seeing it at an infant stage. But I think we're also seeing it growing extremely fast. If I'd say experiencing some parts, we we did a Stanford experience around the metaverse a year ago, and you look at the type of technologies right now, it's a growing at an exponential rate. So I think maybe it's sometimes hard for people to understand how fast this is going, but it's entering every single industry. It's entering tourism, it's entering education, healthcare, and so on. I think with time, people will be much more kind of understanding of what the metaverse can provide. I think we're at a stage and why we kind of, and we'll talk about this maybe together, is why we launched the Dubai Metaverse Assembly is to get people to first understand it, the right people in the UE to understand it, and then invite people from the global stage to kind of explain it. And the other way is look at every single industry and what can the metaverse provide for that industry. And within that is design a roadmap that can take us forward. Because I don't believe that we can sit idle and have the world design this industry without us kind of having a say. We've been doing it recently with a lot of different things. Dubai is now a global player when it comes to all of these new industries. So again, this is again, just something that we're used to doing is have a conversation at the global stage based in Dubai.
0: hundred percent. We can't leave um, you know, new technologies and Web 3.0 to be shaped by other economies as we have done in in previous generations of the internet, um, especially now how much we know. Uh, so with, specifically for the Dubai Future Foundation, you talked about an event, you're organizing, you're talking about raising awareness about education. There, there's an aspect of research, of um, of helping develop regulation. I mean, is that the role that the foundation is going to be playing? I mean, I can see the beautiful museum behind your shoulder, um, you know, which, which obviously everyone's heard about, and I'm excited to go see myself. But And that really speaks to education. And is that really the fundamental role that the foundation is going to play in terms of this metaverse strategy? I think if you take a step
1: back and see what we've done at the foundation for the past six, I'd say six years, is that our core is we're, we're kind of, first of all, preparing government entities to be able to understand the future, to look at kind of the opportunities, the possibilities of how their roles are shifting later on. When we launched the Dubai 10x initiative, the idea was U.S. government entities, you continue with your operations, but you need to start thinking 10 years ahead. I think we got to a stage where now, even if you just Google the most futuristic city, the first thing that comes up is Dubai. People again and again are now linking Dubai with the future. People used to link other cities with different kind of uh, adjectives. I think Dubai specifically thinks of itself as a city from the future and that a city that is gonna show you the future. If you talk about right now specifically, if you see the heat waves that are happening in Europe and seeing kind of the business slowing down, tourism slowing down, what we see in Dubai in the summer, I don't think anything stops or slows down compared to any other month around the year. So I think if people think of Dubai itself, Dubai has been able to function in extreme weather as this part of the world is, is subjected to a lot of heat. I think again and again, we've been seeing that what the foundation has been doing is showcasing that Dubai is the city of the future. So what we do on a daily basis, other than the museum, museum is a great way for people to experience what we think of the future, is we look at what trends are shifting the world, how trends are going to change the way we work, the way we live, and kind of start understanding what opportunities do we want to look at? Whether it comes from culture, to economy, to healthcare, to education, we've worked with every entity in Dubai to kind of work with them on understanding the future of their industry. And again, the museum you see is a great example to get everyone thinking about the future. By itself, the architecture of the museum is an icon showcasing the future. It is now if someone ever thinks of the future, they connect it to the museum of the future. And I think that connects them back to Dubai, but Dubai is the city of the future. So our role again and again, at it's gist is just to ensure that Dubai is the city of the future.
0: Yeah, I can see that the, the museum of the future could be an emblem uh, for, for all of that. Um, uh, people uh, watching us now, listening to us, might be thinking, you know, this all sounds really exciting. How do I get on the on the train that's already moving? I mean, maybe I can ask you, Abdul specifically, how did you end up in the, you know, doing this for a living, metaverse for a living? Because I doubt, you know, you, you, you know, when you were at university or whatever, that it was it was a course you could even take. It's so new.
1: Exactly, and I think we're constantly on a learning journey. Uh, what we do, so I come, I'm an engineer by background. So I worked uh, in the executive office of His Highness Sheikh Hamad Al Maktoum. And my role for the past 10 years was to look at new opportunities in Dubai. But well, the Dubai Future Foundation does that when I moved to the Dubai Future Foundation and started establishing, is to really kind of organize and build a system that constantly looks at opportunities, at trends, at economic shifts that are happening and find value, find opportunities. I'm lucky to have my job, I'd say, And but the rest of the team, we're, we're kind of on a constant, we have to learn anything and everything about the future. And we get to a point where you can't know everything. So we have a clear agenda of our focus areas. We wanna focus on economies, we wanna focus on digital realities, we wanna focus on climate change, we wanna focus on a number of things that our team of, a, of less than 100 people can really understand uh, and take forward. But again, we're lucky yet that we sit at the center of government. So you'd see us having kind of tentacles in every single government entity and every private sector entity. And again, working also very closely with academia and the startup ecosystem. So I think what we do here at the foundation has to happen in tandem with everyone else because we are an agnostic foundation. We work on all, in, uh, on all industries, but we have specific entities and private and public sector working in specific roles. And we get to a point, to be honest, when you're talking to Diwa or the RTAs or even the private sector, they're now at a certain. We're both on the same wavelength. You speak about autonomous transportation, RTA knows it. They have a strategy for it. They have a plan for it. You talk about clean energy. You talk about hydrogen. You talk about all of these new things. Kind of Diwa knows everything that happens there. And I say the same for most of the government entities and the private sector entities that we work very closely with.
0: It's quite an inclusive vision, and and I I would suggest that it's it's quite pioneering in in those terms, because elsewhere, there may be big companies that are thinking, how can we dominate the metaverse? How can we own it? How can we be synonymous with it? Well, it seems from the strategy that that, that Dubai is putting forward, that it's something to bring everybody along with. Exactly. I think you get to, it's
1: such an interconnected industry that you cannot do it by yourself. Uh, We had one of the talks at the Museum of the Future where the team behind the Hololens came and spoke about the Hololens, which is kind of the the actual device people would use. Some of them to get onto the metaverse. So I think the metaverse is divided into a lot of different kind of, I would say, building blocks. And every single um, company is trying to chip away at one of these building blocks. Whether you're building the worlds, the crypto, the, the the kind of the the monetary angle of the metaverse, and so on and so forth. I think it will have to be a kind of collaborative effort between Government, private sector, startups in this. I don't think um, anyone can do this alone.
0: Abdulaziz Al thank you so much for being with us. Fascinating discussion.
1: Thank you very much, Mustafa. I'm glad I was on this with you on this podcast, and I look forward to hosting you in the museum. It's, it's sad to hear that you haven't been there yet, but we'll definitely take you and anyone that's uh, open to that.
0: It's so popular, it's difficult to and get a booking. It, you know. <laughs> But I, will, I think I will uh, some people even
1: sell the tickets on the black market. We're trying to get that away from that, but we're, we're looking at increasing hours later on or so on to accommodate for more people to enjoy the museum. I'm glad that even in this heat, you see people coming up in the middle of the museum and enjoying that view. So, Mustafa, you're more than welcome you. you and your team. And, to, and I'll be more than happy to host you
0: at the museum. I'll be there, after disease. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Well, that's all we've got time for today. All that remains is to thank our production team, and you all for being with us. Do join us again next time.